welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. This is episode number 66. Can't believe we have lasted 66 episodes. And if you swing by herohabit.com, on the front page there, there's an article that lists every song that the Beatles and the Kinks and the solo acts had released that we are going to cover eventually. And the highlighted ones in red are the ones we've covered. And there are a lot of songs that are not in red. So we are 66 episodes in, and we have approximately five years left to go on this daily podcast. Thanks for joining me. Um, Today we're talking about I'm a Loser by the Beatles. It was released December 4th, 1964 on Beatles for Sale, which was their fourth LP in 21 months. So these guys, on top of touring the world and appearing on television, uh, probably near nightly, but definitely, you know, several times a week on te- television and radio, they also managed to pull together four LPs in 21 months. One of those LPs, Hard Day's Night, which was number three, uh, was 100% Lennon and McCartney songs. This one, Beatles for Sale, they had to go back to some covers because there just wasn't enough time to write new material. Um, and admittedly, maybe the least inspired Beatles album in the catalog. And, you know, it's it's tough to say that there are objectively bad albums uh, from either of the bands we're talking about, but this is definitely one of their weaker ones, um, although there are some great songs on it, including I'm a Loser, which is a pretty good tune. Uh, the recording for this began... On August 14th, 1964, they had a two-hour session. And in that two-hour session, they recorded eight takes of this song and four takes of Mr. Moonlight, which was a cover that would end up being on Beatles for Sale as well. Eight takes, y'all. Two-hour session, and they did 12 takes uh, worth of music, but eight for this specific song. And then later on that night, uh, take eight was given a rough mix. And then you flash forward, so that was uh, August. You flash forward to the end of October on the 26th, and they do the um, the final mono mix of I'm a Loser on the same night that they did their second fan club Christmas record. And then you fast forward again another, I don't know, week, week and a half, to November 4th where they did the stereo mixing for um, I'm a Loser. The stereo mixing on this is tough to listen to. This is one of those albums that really needs the, you know, modern day stereo remixing, not just remastering. It sounds fine the way it is, but it really could use a remixing because if you listen on headphones, there are some hard panning and some weird choices that would never be made on a modern stereo mix. Why did they do it back then? Obviously, it would have been hard to listen to. I think part of it was novelty. The novelty of having a, a guitar hard pan to the right was kind of cool at the time. But ultimately, I think it was time. The stereo format was not crazy popular yet. It was not the standard by any stretch. And um, so on that November 4th session, in a three-hour s- session, they did the stereo mixing of 10 songs, including I'm a Loser, And then they did an edit for Mr. Moonlight. In three hours, they did the stereo mixing of 10 songs. 
That's uh, less than a half an hour each. So, I mean, they were not devoting a ton of time to stereo mixing on this album. Really not until maybe the White Album, but their first really great sounding stereo album was until Abbey Road. So that's I'm a Loser. So content-wise, this is often credited as you know Lennon's early take into uh, Bob Dylan's lyric writing and 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 the folk scene that would get better with help and uh, you know and, and songs on rubber soul but this is really the first one that he really gets introspective uh structurally it's pretty simple it's in the key of g the introduction does um just a, a two chord to a five chord i'm a loser it's a tough one for me to sing, a kind of high. And I'm not what I appear to be. And then right there he hits an F major 7 chord. Uh, which is basically a 4-4. Four, four. He's borrowing this F chord. And that F chord plays prominently through the whole song. In general, actually not in general. As I'm looking at it, in totality, the song is exclusively chords in the key of G, except for this F chord, which is the four chord in the key of C. So we could we could say it's a four of four, um, just to keep it, everything simple. It's just a borrowed chord. So he's going uh, one of all the love five, and then he's got that F chord. And what it does is it allows for chromatic movement. There's a G in the G chord. There's an F sharp. In the D chord, there's an F in the F chord, and then we go back to the G. So it adds a little bit of chromatic movement where he uh, probably, if he wanted to stay completely in the key of C, you know, he probably would have done. Gone to that C chord which would have been his four, so he would have been going one, five, four, one, which would have been folky and kept him in that same key. But that F chord, that four, four, that's your hook. Of all the love I have won or have lost, there is one love I should never have crossed. That is also remarkable there. He hits that low G, which is... Uh, Kind of at the bottom of his range. He's more of a tenor. That is a berry note or a bass note. Um, but he hits it. That low G, he also does it in uh, I need a fix because I'm going down. He does it in uh, Happiness is a Warm Gun. But he does not live in that range very often. It's tough to record um, in that range, especially if you are a true tenor. And he's got a higher uh, range on his vocal, but it's also really tough to to sing live when you're that when you're that low on your own voice. Um, it's very easy to start swallowing the notes. So that's a low note that he sings. So in the I'm a loser, he's at the top of his range, and then he ends every uh, line of his verse of all the time. Da 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 da. So he ends it, he's got this, uh, what they call consequence and antonyms. The antonyms ends at the very bottom of his range. And then the chorus, 
just back to that two five one. Two five two five one six two. And then here he's using that F major seven. Uh, which keeps kind of a drone. We've got an E minor has an E, an A minor has an E. F major seven, the major seven is an E. And then back to D. So it's a pretty simple chord progression. Like I said, except for that F chord, it's all grounded in G major. It's mostly ones and fives. And then we've got the occasional two to six. And that's it. It's not much to it. It's a great vocal delivery. Uh, I think this is one of John's better vocals for this period. Some cool guitar work by George doing the rockabilly guitar. This is a straight up inspired by country music, and they would be the first to admit it. They did on several occasions that they were inspired by country music at the time. And you can hear it in this track. George is putting in some guitar fills that are really, you know, and his guitar solo is very um, reminiscent of those guys they were listening to. And, and I'd mentioned this before that George, as brilliant as he was as an original guitar player with a distinctive style all of his own, he was also uh, uh, an expert imitator. You know, if you told him to write a Carl Perkins solo or write a Chuck Berry solo, he could do it and and it be very much what the the source artists would have come up with. So he was he was good on both sides. Some guys are imitators, some guys are you know have their own style. And he managed to do both seemingly effortlessly if you listen to what he was playing. And then Paul's got some very cool bass lines especially in the chorus when he's got this descending bass line that he's just going down 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 just coming down the scales over these chord progressions but it really drives the song forward. Uh and for my money, that's a huge role that the bass player plays in any band is to keep the music moving forward, to keep uh, the band locked in and keep forward momentum going. And that's what we've talked about. Uh, we talked about it yesterday with uh, Live Life, where I said the song kind of felt flat. It's because the more you do a song over and over in the studio, that bass line starts getting predictable. It starts getting... Um, kind of set in stone. And if you're not a really great bass player, it's very easy for that to get boring. And that forward momentum goes. And so this song has got the forward momentum in that bass line is, is really solid stuff. So that's I'm a Loser. Um, of course, you can listen to it if you don't already know it, which I'm sure you do. You can follow our playlist on Spotify. Every Monday, I go and put the entire week's worth of podcasts, um, songs, on this playlist so that you can listen to them before the podcast comes out and familiarize yourself with songs you haven't listened to in a while, or maybe you've never heard before. If you swing by herohabit.com, click the podcast link, you'll see um, kinks and beats daily right there. That has information on how to contact us. It has a link to the Spotify playlist. It's got all the episodes. It's got the rundown. It's got the, um, the album by album directory so you can go and find uh, other songs that we've talked about we are 66 deep so i mean we've we've covered a lot of stuff already all right today is friday so i don't talk to you again until monday where we are back to the kinks and we are talking about imaginations real next week's a good week actually we've got 
uh, imagination's real, obladi, all day and all of the night, got to get you into my life and over my head. I think, which I believe is the first solo Ray Davies song we're going to cover on this uh, on this podcast. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you wouldn't mind swinging by iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review, I would appreciate that greatly. We took a big jump in the charts this week. Let's take it all the way to number one. All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great weekend. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.